This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into the Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts or wherever the crap you're listening. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars. Nailed it, but primarily, leave us a comment. The review is whatever. We but we want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player from Raul Rui Diaz to Raul Ibanez. Wait a second. Eh, that's not a that's a he's a he was a mariner twice. Uh this yeah. this week we gave our full 31 Sounders FC take on the largest outdoor bar in North America, San Jose Earthquakes in a battle for Heritage Cup, a real trophy that both of these teams somehow still play for in 2018. Hmm. I, I didn't even know that was a thing, Brandon. It's kind of like the Sounders version of the Vetter Cup. Oh, yeah, that's invented by my buddy Jeff in San Diego. Hi. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so that's a thing. And who do we know the previous one? I assume that San Jose regularly kicks the crap out of uh, Seattle. So I think Sounders won it last year. It's literally a trophy that's only played for between the Seattle Sounders and the San Jose Earthquakes. Whoever walks out of the season with the better heads, like heads up uh, record, so Sounders versus Earthquakes, whoever wins more games during the season is the winner of the Heritage Cup. So it's like the least illustrious cup in our <laughs> trophy case. Well, hey, I'll take it. Uh, also, I'd like to move to change the name of San Jose to the Turdquakes. <laughs> Instead of being named after a natural disaster, you'll be named after a natural disaster that happens every time I eat Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay, so Sounders came home after a three-match road stretch, and they won one and drew two, which was five points on the road, which is pretty impressive feat, given how the Sounders have been playing with pretty unimpressive feet. Nice. <laughs> what? Looking at set, set the stage a little bit here. Uh, give me the the proper setup here for this review. Yeah. So Sounders and Vancouver, neither team having a quite illustrious uh, season, but Vancouver comes into the match, not much better off than the Sounders, but better off than the Sounders and (laughs) playing without one of their best players, former Virgin Budweiser, Limerita, 
man of the match, Alfonso Davies, uh, not in the lineup because he is about to transfer to Bayern Munich, the what? German powerhouse Bayern Munich, for like twelve million dollars. Wow! So this is like young Canadian phenom about to sign for Bayern. I think it came out today, which is uh, Monday, which is weird. Uh, he came out today that he will uh, be with the club until January, when he will. Uh, so he'll finish the season out with Vancouver. Um, probably won't make the playoffs, so he might finish out a lot sooner. But then he'll transfer <laughs> over to uh, the German team, Bayern Munich, and uh, that will be the end of his uh, Vancouver tenure. Um, and then so Vancouver comes into this match playing without Alfonso Davies, and uh, Sounders are finally, as we see have seen lately, finally hitting their stride, uh, and all the expectations that are coming with the new signing, Raul Rudiaz, uh, everybody expecting him to start. Uh, instead, lineups come out, Rudiaz and Dempsey both on the bench. So I think a lot of people came into this being like, okay, the Sounders finally with their with their hot shot. They're going to come in. They're going to win this match. Um, I think as soon as those lineups came out, everybody, including me, might have been a little bit more nervous than uh, it would have seemed on paper going in. I think they just got it backwards. I think that they meant to start Rudiaz and Dempsey, but they just like filled out the little sheet di- differently. And, ah, oh, damn it, it was too late. They put the wrong guys out on the field because that's the partnership you want to see moving right now and doing well so that way all the Dempsey haters can shut the F up and possibly <laughs> evaluate whether or not Dempsey's going to be good enough for another season. I mean, he yeah. might just go full-time fishing. I don't know. But could you see another season with Dempsey being a playmaker behind Rui Diaz there to set up for some potential dynamite offense the likes we haven't seen since Oba left yeah the likes we haven't seen since Mike Fusito left oh meat just kidding yeah meat (laughs) uh yeah I don't that's a that's a crazy it's a crazy thing to think that Clint Dempsey might not be good enough for this lineup right now uh and when Will Bruin a uh former I guess adopted Texan uh, instead of the true Nagadochian Texan. I, I hope that's what they call themselves because that's a dope-sounding thing. Nagadochian. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so Will Bruin uh, might be the guy instead of Clint Dempsey right now. So I don't know. But but to watch eventually when Raul Ruiz Diaz get in there, got in there, uh, to watch him combine with some of those other guys that were already playing um, – it's like you almost don't need Clint Dempsey, even though how can you say that? He's like one of the best players in American history. It'd be great to get another season out of him. Absolutely. You, you think that as a DP, that's got to be tough. I saw a bunch of like fire Dempsey type things, right? Dempsey out from uh, from the supporters online. And I, I couldn't believe that you would A, want to keep your DP slot tied up because he's good through the year. That, that's like idiotic. The guy's got all of the experience in the world and you put a top class guy in front of him. That's going to that's gonna light a fire on old Clint Dempsey, I think. So we'll have to see. It's um, It'll be curious to watch what happens over the next few matches. Yeah. So this game, here's how the match went. All of that to say going into the match, this is the way that the game the game goes. Uh, early on, like in the fifth minute, Sounders earn a penalty kick from the corner. Nico sends a corner kick in. Chad Uno Quattro heads the ball into the arm of Danielle Henry, and the ref spots it without the help of the VAR robot. So oh. congrats to humans for trumping over the robots. Oh, not Trump. No. Uh <laughs> Nico scores a penalty, and uh, it's a much better penalty than he took last week, which could have, I mean, you would have had to miss hard to not have taken a better penalty than he did last week. Now, look, I was at a baby play date, okay, and the guy there, shout out to Tad, he's the best. He put on the match because he knew that I was a huge fan and missing out on it for baby play date. And I look up, and it's the fifth minute, and Nico's at the the spot, and I was like, up, going to score too soon. I was real worried when that happened that it was going to end up being like a 3-1 loss after after the 
I feel like there's some sort of uh, tradition that if you score too soon, you end up in a hole later in the match. So luckily, well, Vancouver decided not to play. Well, and I was worried because I went to the game with my friend Dylan, and every time Dylan and I go to a Sounders game, we show up a little bit too late, and every time we show up late, there's a goal scored within the first five minutes. This happened (laughs) last season at my bachelor party against Portland Timbers. One goal was scored, and then the rest of the game, nothing else happened. Today, or on Saturday, we walked into that match. Uh, By the time we got to our seats, a goal had been scored. I didn't see it. I didn't get to see anything, and I was like, here we go again. We're not going to score the rest of the match. But in the 31st minute, Nico scored one of the weirdest looking goals. Uh, the shot itself was actually a beauty. It was, it was a deep, long range strike, but it was right at the goalkeeper, Marinovic. Um, so I, the only thing I can think of at first, I was like, did it get deflected? What happened? I just think it knuckled so hard. Um, and Marinovic, like, I don't know if you, if you've probably seen the highlights uh, from your baby playdate. Uh, Marinovic, <laughs> it's a baby playdate where you and a, a, a bunch of other guys get together and wear diapers and drink stuff out of bottles you are in for a big surprise someday my friend (laughs) uh but marinovich jumped out of the way in like such a weird he looked like a big outstretched dumb starfish uh (laughs) Uh, brandon brandon sea star (laughs) sea star oh i'm sorry yeah there's uh, there's no such thing as a starfish it's a whatever i don't know what they are mollusk or something like that but yeah uh, but he barely got a hand to it. It was he did get a hand to it, which is surprising given how dumb he looked. Uh, and it, <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't enough to keep the shot from bobbling into the net. Still, um, shouldn't have been a goal, but it was nice enough, and I'll take it. <laughs> that's amazing. Now, that's as far as I saw, which was amazing. I like saw the like you know out of the kind of corner of my eye. It was kind of one of those things like Greg. We know that the match is on. Okay, you can watch. I'm like okay, so I sat on the couch and I saw up until that goal, and I then I had to go because I was rappelling down the side of a sky skyscraper for Seattle Humane. That was uh, crazy cat- in itself. What's that? I said casual. Just casual brag. I was just like rappelling down at 40 stories. No big <laughs> deal. Uh, so I saw those. You know. I saw the first 35 minutes of the match and then left and was like, well, here we go. It turns out that that was the exact 35 minutes to watch. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the match, uh, I guess, of note, Vancouver was actually awarded a penalty right before half uh, for a handball on Chad Uno Quattro. Um, This time without, or no, this time with the help of the robot overlords at VAR, (laughs) uh, the referee called it off. So thank you, robots. Yeah, thanks, Uh, robots. Sorry for that that, uh, comment earlier about being better than robots. Don't worry about Uh, it. Then in the 61st minute, um, uh, Raul Ruiz made his home debut, actually his Sounders debut, coming on for Will Bruin. Six minutes in, he has his first his first shot on goal in a Sounders uniform. Um, it gets saved, but the kite the the run that he made was it was like Obafemi Martins was back. It was like watching Josef Martinez in Atlanta play. Um, he's just making those timed runs. I remember a couple weeks ago listening to the radio broadcast. Uh, Will Bruin was called offside, and I think maybe you we talked about this before, but Will Bruin was called offside, and somebody uh, mentioned it's we have so few offsides. The Sounders have so few offsides that you almost think that they're not pen- they're not trying to make the runs in and, and get the ball behind the defense. Um, this run from Rui Diaz was. If, if we're going to get more of that from the Sounders, uh, they're going to be a lot more entertaining to watch. Ladero's ball to him was great, too. $10 million run? It, it was hopefully. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a $10 million run if he had scored on the end of it. So huh. I would have given that a $5 million run. Yeah, that's the big big problem is you got a guy like, uh, what did you call him? Chad Uno Quattro in the back. You got like a traditionally a pretty good defense in Seattle and the scoring opportunities have not been there. It's You're not carving up any lanes. You're not seeing the you're not 
seeing the team give the defense of the opposition much of a of a headache. And so yeah. a guy that's quick and you know maybe you pop offsides here and there because at one of these times it's not going to be offside and you're going to have a huge advantage. A step in behind the defender and putting that guy Rui Diaz in a one v one situation with a keeper is going to be a nightmare for the other team. Yeah, Will Bruin's not necessarily going to be the guy turning on the Jets to burn the defense. It's got to be a guy uh, like Rui Diaz. And and just like literally six minutes into the match, uh, he makes his debut. It would have been a it would have been amazing to watch him score that, but um, uh, it, it it made me excited. How about uh, that red card, man? Yeah, Vancouver gets a red card for chest bumping the referee. Uh, a Vancouver defender brings down uh, a, a Sounders attack. Uh, he gets a yellow card. He's not happy with the yellow card, so he runs and uh, rubs his his belly and, and chest on the referee, which is way creepier than that, than it's supposed to sound. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, so Sounders play the last 13 minutes uh, up a man, but they can't capitalize to add another goal. Listen, listen, listen. I, I found it really strange, though, that he, obviously we all watched a lot of the World Cup, but for the ref to roll around like Neymar after that <laughs> seemed a bit much, okay? Get up. <laughs> Referee Chris, Chris Penso fined by uh, the MLS Disciplinary Committee for diving. Disco strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> Disco Strikes, the name of the next band out of full 90 extra time. Yeah, right on, man. Good album name, maybe a good single. I don't know. Okay. Um, how about last Kel- thing to know. Yeah, Kelvin Ludan came off, yeah. man. What's up? Yeah, he was sub due to injury, uh, but don't worry. After the match, Schmetz says that the sub was a precautionary because of cramping. Remember, Kelvin Leardam has been out for six weeks with injury. Um, so it's not a new injury. It was a quad cramp. Uh, typical if you haven't been running around for 90 minutes for a month and a half. Uh, just like us, you have to get fit before you try something crazy, like running around for 90 minutes. Hi. Garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot. Hot garbage. We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap. It's hot. It's garbage. It's hot garbage. Yeah. It's who's hot, who's garbage, and who is hot garbage. Let's start with hot. Nico Ladero doesn't believe in must-win games before July. Yeah. Hot. Uh, Ladero has been having an okay season, but it felt like uh, this month with three games and two matches, playing the way that he's been playing, uh, it's like he finally realized that playoffs are a thing and that the Sounders want to win. <laughs> oh, that's that'll get us to garbage here in a minute. Yeah. Uh, hot. Knew who literally had to make a guy retire with a backheel nutmeg on Jake Norwinsky. Hot. Now, you say literally. Did the guy literally retire? Uh, that's what literally mean, Gregs. The guy, he walked, he finished, he flew directly to New York. He went into Don Garber's office and he said, hey man, I can't, I can't do it anymore. This French guy who's making literally $13 an hour, uh, <laughs> he, or he's Cameroonian. He speaks French. Uh, he told Don Garber all the context about Cameroon and France and like their shared history and all sure, that. Sure, yeah. and, he, and he said, yeah, so I have to retire now. I'm only like 26, but it's over for me. I feel like you're mocking me. No, 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 no. So he really retired? Yeah, yeah, he retired. If he if he plays next week, it's because he unretired. Sure, but sure. He, he definitely did retire this week. Okay, well, um, how dare you? <laughs> All right, how about uh, what's not so hot? Garbage. Sounders are 10 points out of the playoff hunt. Yikes. Garbage. Yeah, Zakawani, <laughs> I agree, man. 10 points out of the playoff hunt. 
you're you know a tenth place team still just kind of hovering in that same spot. That's uh that's more than three games you got to win with all everyone else losing. I get that everyone can do math or whatever, but to see ten points on match twenty was just fourteen to go. That's a lot to ask. However, we did talk. So Sounders have two matches in hand on on the two teams who are tied for sixth place right now. Okay. Uh, so ha- Sounders have two matches in hand. And we've talked about this before about how they need to be averaging 1.8 uh, points per match. If, if you go through July, that's a two points per match uh, take for the whole month. So they are at least trending the right direction if they if they eventually want to make the playoffs. And in, in true Seattle fashion, they're waiting until midsummer to even start. Yeah, they're, they're really taking a, a card out of Nico Lodero's closet there. That's good. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Hot garbage. Victor Rodriguez gets hurt. Let's take a look at the injury generator. What do you know? He came down with a case of hamstringitis. Oh, of course he did. Hold on one sec. I think that calls for a hot garbage. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about it in the in the in the match recap because it's bad enough to be hot garbage. Another hamstring injury. Uh, or Rodriguez, after getting an assist on that second Nico Ladero goal, uh, had to be subbed out for Ozzy Alonso uh, due to due to possibly pulling his hamstring. We don't know the extent of how bad it is and how long he might be out yet. But yeah, so that's another another hamstring well, issue that we got to deal with. Let me tell you how excited my wife got about this. Okay, not because one of the Sounders players was injured, but because when he went to the sideline, they grab a bag of ice and then they get the moving cellophane that's on like the roll, and then they start rolling yeah. it around his leg, and she's like, "That's brilliant!" So as a personal <laughs> trainer, she was very stoked to see that application. If you see your baby like bump into something, and then your wife running for the saran wrap in the <laughs> in the kitchen, you'll know where she learned it from. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Sounders Injury Generator. Uh, also, hot garbage, Victor Rodriguez also got fined for, by the MLS for not headbutting enough. Hot garbage. What does that even mean? So after we talked about this last week. After the, after the match against Atlanta United, uh, everybody was kind of expecting the MLS Disciplinary Committee to get together and all realize that Joseph Martinez headbutted Chad Uno, Uno Quattro. Sure. And, Chad uh, Marshall. Chad Marshall, right. And because of a headbutt after a play, uh, instead, what the disciplinary committee and their uh, ultimate wisdom came together to do was fine uh, both Jordan McCrary for not leaving the uh, field fast enough after receiving a red card and um, <laughs> Victor Rodriguez for simulation after getting actually hit in the in the throat, but falling down and holding his face. The thing that Joseph Martinez actually headbutted that exists on Chad Marshall's body. Hot garbage. Yeah, so MLS can suck it. <laughs> All right, it's people getting mad on the internet after anything happens at the match. It's this week in Fan Outrage. I like to start Fan Outrage this week uh, with, a sh- <laughs> with a shout out to my to my little brother, Stephen. Uh, he, he's a fan of the podcast, uh, first of all. So, hey, Stephen. Uh, but this is a text I got from my brother this morning, uh, a couple days after the match. He says, Seattle hamstring injury FC, better use that open spot to sign up and coming icy hot McBioFreeze. Mm. Turns out he has hamstringitis. <laughs> Not him. <laughs> also, his name is Carl McBiofreeze, damn it. <laughs> yeah, get it right. Gosh. Icy Carl McBiofreeze. 
<laughs> Wait, I know what a hot Carl is. I don't know what an icy Carl is. <laughs> Take that, Steven. All right. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, somebody takes to Twitter to say, I don't think anyone hates the Sounders more than Casey Keller. <laughs> Uh, uh, There have been times where Casey seems real tough on a team, especially when they're like just turning around trying to build a little bit of momentum and he can be really salty about it. Yeah, apparently I was at the match, so I didn't get to hear the broadcast. But apparently Casey Keller did nothing but talk crap about how bad the Sounders were while they were winning two to nothing. Okay, Vancouver isn't Santa Tecla. They should be. (laughs) They shouldn't be so easy to beat. It wasn't like it was a walk in the park. Uh, But you know, we beat them and or Sounders beat them. I didn't beat them. I was at the match. <laughs> I was drinking a beer. Uh, but Casey Keller, a, a guy who used to play for this team, I think he's just trying to say no team's as good as the team that I played for when I played for them. <laughs> Thanks, well, Carl Keller. Yeah, Casey Carl Keller. <laughs> I don't like the implications. All right, um, and uh, finally, a Vancouver fan seems pretty uh, pretty into this. Yeah, pretty. Uh, Vancouver fan says pretty sad and or telling that the opposition doesn't even try to f- doesn't even feel it necessary to waste time when they have the lead. <laughs> uh, that that goes to show you the kind of season that Vancouver is having. That Sounders, even with a two nil lead and desperately in need of picking up three points whenever they can, uh, still was going for goals at the end. So. Uh, yeah, you pretty hit the nail on the head, Vancouver fan. <laughs> oh, it's too bad. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then something that I feel really guilty about, something that we were upset about last week, might have been the doom for somebody. Hang out and find out what next on the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast. Welcome back to the Full 90 Extra Time podcast, and I feel really bad on last week's episode, I think it was called Hot Carl, Hot Carl, we made a, um, we complained a little bit about some productivity by a player, and it did not go well for him, and I can't help but feel that the Full 90 Extra Time podcast is 100% responsible. I think Garth must be listening, uh, because after we were talking about where in the world is Magnus Wolf Ikram, uh, <laughs> Magnus Wolf Ikram goes Magnus Wolf bye bye because uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, the Sounders waved Wolf Ikram like the day after we recorded. So when I say that they waved him, it means that they waved goodbye to him. He bye is bye. off the team. Uh, he is a free agent able to sign wherever in the world uh, a Norwegian man is needed. Uh, so what this means for the Sounders after waving Wolf Ikram uh, off to their roster, it says the contract, this was uh, some clarification from Garth Lagerway because because as you remember, uh, Wolf Ikram was in the middle of a contract. Um, you can't usually just say, hey, we're good without having to pay that player the rest of his contract. It's a contract. Um, so well, uh, it, because it was a Mutual termination. The contract is off the Sounders' books, um, and it allows him to pick his next club as a free agent. Therefore, the Sounders no longer pay him the balance of the contract, and he's able to go wherever he wants on a free transfer. Um, Because of this, he does not count against the cap, which means the salary cap that the Sounders have a limit of how much they're able to pay players. Uh, So moving forward, that frees up that much more money. Uh, They have added flexibility. And and because he's an international player and you can have a limited number of international players on your team, um, the Sounders gain an international spot by getting rid of of Wolf Ikram. 
Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I believe that they just came to a mutual agreement that he would just stop <laughs> getting paid. Like, you see him, like, going to the airport with crates full of Xboxes. Like, <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but after after wondering where and when we might see wolf Eye room again uh the sounders front office says never and nowhere awesome the guy who has had more productivity unfortunately than clint dempsey this season has been with fewer minutes has been waived which is bananas but still you're not seeing him he's not fitting into the picture into the what the team had in mind for uh, strategy and and um, there just wasn't a spot. He wasn't creating a spot for himself, and that's uh, unfortunate because I think there was a lot of potential to be tapped there. And he never came across to me as like a salty guy out on the pitch. Right. He seemed like just a kind of chill dude that was out there producing a little bit. So, what are you gonna? Yeah, do? yeah. I don't know. I don't know uh, what <laughs> this. This will be a mystery. This is a uh, one of those signings that the Sounders fans might look back on in a few years uh, as very forgettable. Uh, I wouldn't even say regrettable because when they played him, he produced. So it's it's hard to say uh, how this signing. But with with a with a midfielder like Victor Rodriguez going down to injury and not knowing the timetable for his return, this might also look like one of the dumbest decisions by the front office uh, when you don't have a, a natural midfielder slot into his spot. Where's he from? Uh, Norway, I think. You know uh, what, Magnus. Wolf Ikram means in Norwegian, do you? <laughs> no, tell me. Hamstringitis. <laughs> Maybe that was it. He showed up, all the hamstrings started tearing. I it's wonder the curse. If, if he if the Sounders are Mega Man, is Magnus Wolf Ikram Dr. Wiley? I don't know. No one knows. No one will ever know now because we didn't have enough time to see. I actually also suspect that it was potentially Brad Evans in a in an Ikra mask, and like when he got back to his car, to drive it, <laughs> tore it off, and went, "Damn it!" So I don't. Ever doing everything he can to get back in. You got to admit, he uh, spent a lot of time with a Scandinavian of Eric Freeberg, and so yep. he like learned the ways, just trying to like slide back in there. Damn you, Brad Evans. All right, what else we got here in um, in some uh, headlines there, Brandon? Yeah, this week, uh, Kim Kee-hee and Nico Ladero both named to MLS Team of the Week. So where Nuhu was on the Team of the Week bench last week, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kee-hee uh, and Ladero both get on the on the starting Team of the Week, and Christian Roldan makes the bench. I like to think that they kept Nuhu off the main team because it's embarrassing to have a guy making so little money be the star <laughs> and have to have, answer any questions. All right, when we come back, we've got a midweek match, and so we're going to do a quick preview to get you up to speed for a Wednesday night battle for a really dumb-sounding cup next on the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast. The bluest skies you've ever seen are in Okay, welcome back to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast. It is Seattle Sounders FC traveling to play the San Jose Turdquakes, 12th in the West, the Turdquakes, and 10th in the West, Seattle Sounders. So it is really a battle of the bottom of the toilet bowl. Avaya Stadium, 7.30 Wednesday night. They have, fun fact, the longest outdoor bar in America. 
Which, when you're in 12th place, your supporters are really going to need that very long, very outdoor bar. Oh, I was I misunderstood. I thought that that's where the rest of the 18 was while the match was going on. I, <laughs> Please don't sub me in. I'm halfway through this gin and tonic, and I really am enjoying this more than I will enjoy anything out there. So the, you're saying that the, the bar is not on the pitch? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Well, I mean, I have no desire to go now. I was really considered not going uh, a few minutes ago, and now it's really solidified. So, all right. Um, uh, to put it to put it this way, um, if at times this season that you thought the Sounders were a hot garbage dumpster fire, uh, San, Jose, San Jose earthquakes will seem like a hotter garbage dumpster fire rolling up to the edge of a cliff where at the bottom of a ravine is an extremely large pile of even hotter, more consuming heaps of burning trash. Oh, it's like throwing a dumpster fire into a Kilauea lava tube. <laughs> yes, uh, also known as the way that you're going to go out, I think I remember. Yeah, it's, that's what you call a turd quake. <laughs> oh, that's what that is. Yeah, yeah I, I, sorry, I thought it was implied. I'm very, my my mistake, okay. The quakes are at the bottom of the Western Conference table with 12 points. <laughs> uh, that is so, so few points. It's two wins. <laughs> 11 losses, 11 losses, and six draws. Oh my god, um, the Sacramento Republic should definitely get promoted, and these guys should definitely get relegated. I'm, like, I'm not even for pro-rel, but that's embarrassing. Yeah, the, the fact that you have teams like that that are fighting to get into this league, when you have teams like San Jose doing everything they can to not play soccer while, while being paid to play <laughs> soccer, uh, it, it seems a little unjust. Uh, what's even better is that as things get terrible in San Jose, on the field off the field in the locker room there's been a lot of infighting between players and coaches and the gm front office calling out players the gm calling out the coach uh and even the captain san jose mls legend chris wando world cup whiskey getting in on the drama uh by saying that there's only so much he's defending his coach and saying that there's only so much his coach and and can do with uh five million dollars and 10 guys that play the same position no 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 i hear that they're all arguing over their halloween costumes already they're trying to figure out who gets to be the green ranger okay they just that's the big thing right now they don't know who is going to who's going to be flying the megazord or someone has to be rita it's just it's a real ugly scene okay they're not it's not going well nobody wants to be rita yeah wando world cup whiskey my god <laughs> uh the quakes have allowed an average of 2.05 goals against this season um that is bad enough for second worst in the league there's someone uh, worse <laughs> there is somebody worse and it's probably dc united i don't know uh, but to put it in clear terms to, to put it in the clearest terms i should say one san jose player had this to say about his teammate shay salinas i kind of feel sorry for shay he's our best left back but that's like his third position <laughs> That's like his third best position. His third best position, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, it, needless to say, uh, Quakes are having some troubles in the locker room. It's a lot of turd quakes in there. Um, <laughs> stop putting the trash into the lava, you dummies. That's how you stop a turd quake. God. Uh, last last July, the Sounders beat San Jose three to nothing. Uh, a match where Christian Roldan almost had a hat trick. Uh, I was at that match. I remember being devastated when his his uh, third shot ended up going off the post and out um overall all time sounders are 10 10 and 6 against san jose but traditionally san jose is one of those teams that at any moment no matter how garbage they are kind of has the sounders number and a guy like chris chris wando uh world cup whiskey uh is the kind of guy who likes to score against the sounders it's kind of a running joke uh in this match that that wando whiskey is um is the guy that, yeah, that but can 
that's at any here. point can score. If, it always yeah. feels like it's he's dynamite on our fake turf. Yep. Yeah, so who knows what it's going to be like in Avaya, um, I, because who knows, because everybody's at the bar. But uh, at imagine the, a big L- three points here, man. you got to walk away with three if you're taking on the bottom, a, a team with 12 points total throughout the season. We're at match 20. Yep. That's, I mean, you're you're less than a point per match. It's almost like half a point per match. That's incredible. Yeah. That's laughably bad. Yeah, two wins, eleven losses, and six draws. Uh, by now, are they paying people to actually come to the matches? It's like that's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know if they're paying their players enough to come to the match. The world, lo- the world's longest bar is empty. <laughs> they actually, people are like, oh. Uh, let's go to the world's longest. Oh, it's at oh, it's at Earth. No, Brandon, I don't want to have to watch. So- I don't have to watch that while I'm drinking. No, no, no. The In-N-Out Burger across the street is busier than the matches. <laughs> There's going to be more traveling supporters than there are uh, the actual fans of the Turdquakes. This is crazy. Well, with that said, I think that the Sounders are in uh, the in the form that they've been in. They should be able to walk away from San Jose with every single point possible. Um, but as I told somebody who had never been to a Sounders match before, he's from Boston. As I told him before the match on Saturday, never discount the Sounders' ability to do something dumb and get a red card and lose the match uh, and and do something silly like not take advantage of this massive opportunity as we've seen at the whole beginning of the season. However, I have confidence and faith in their form over the last month that they will be able to go down there and pick up points. Uh-oh. Uh, no. 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 Wait, where did that come from? <laughs> no. No more hamstring-itis. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say that the villain, I thought it was going to be the outdoor bar because I could see players like not being so interested. I think it's going to be the lack of noise. I think it's going to be the lack of excitement. The Sounders are just going to be like, well, this isn't even, is this a friendly? What's going on? And it could sneak up on them. So I don't know that they have specifically a player except for the Shea guy, not Breck Shea, the other Shea that's going to be playing in his third best position. Uh, Yeah, I think the hero is going to be Nico Ladero, um, but hopefully Raul Ruiz Diaz. I hope that he comes in and makes his uh, first start. I think he didn't start because of fitness issues. Hopefully in three days after playing 31 minutes, his fitness is miraculously 90 minutes. (laughs) Um, I I doubt it. Uh, But speaking of noise, what you said before, uh, I I did want to make a note that uh, in the stadium when Raul Ruiz Diaz was about to come on, uh, you had a stadium full of people who like, recognize the significance of of his um presence on the sounders roster so like the energy when when raul came on and every touch that he got it was awesome so it's really cool to know that people in seattle aren't just going to the games uh because they're like fun things to do but they actually like know what's going on with the team i think it was awesome to to see the whole crowd get up on their feet last week uh but yeah i think the villain actually might be the outdoor bar because um when you have a when you have a a a place like that in a place like that, it might be a distraction for some of the players going down. Okay, cool. All right, well, in case you just, like, zoned out because you're driving a truck across somewhere in central Washington listening to this, what can we take away with Too Long Didn't Listen? Uh, Too Long Didn't Listen. When one team stinks so bad, it's hard to not, it's hard to not walk away smelling smelly. <laughs> Too long, didn't listen. Sounders won't be playing their Magnus Opus anytime soon because Dr. Wiley has been shown the door. Uh, Too long, didn't listen. Raul is good, okay? Mm, That's still out, okay? Okay? Okay. And and too long, didn't listen. A turdquake is when you push a dumpster fire into a volcano volcano lava tube. I'm putting that on Urban Dictionary. (laughs) 
Brandon, gaze into your Crystal Pepsi ball, see its swirling sights, and tell me your prediction for the upcoming match Wednesday night. That's a quick turnaround. Sounders travel to, to uh, San Jose to play the Turdquakes. They're 12th in the West. Sounders are 10th in the West. Avaya Stadium, 7.30, Wednesday night. What do you foresee when you really peer deeply? Deep in that dark brown carbonated cola (laughs) i see the sounders walking i think that they're just gonna this is gonna be the match where they unload it's gonna be four zero sounders unfortunately brandon i've got bad news for you raul ruiz is going to see a red car raul (laughs) raul ruiz is going to see a red card for choking a guy with his cape (laughs) 